This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. As always, thanks for tuning in. If you love this show and you listen all the time, but you're somebody who has not made a contribution to WDET, this is a great time to consider becoming a first-time supporter. Local shows like Detroit Today and Culture Shift and Essential Music are our most costly service here at WDET. And as a nonprofit, we are always mindful of every dollar. But like a lot of businesses and institutions during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have experienced an incredible financial disruption. And we've got a pretty significant gap to make up by the end of our fiscal year, which is on September 30th. So your gift today takes us a step closer to closing that gap and keeping shows like Detroit Today and Culture Shift and Essential Music intact and on the air. So help secure those local programs. Help secure WDET with your gift now at WDET.org. And as always, thanks very much for anything you can give. All right, up next... I want to ask you all a question, and it's a question that I've been asking more on the air here since March. How are you feeling? That is the question we want to spend some time pondering for the rest of the show, and we want to hear from you. How are you feeling in the middle of a summer and a year that's so unlike anything else we have experienced? In this time that feels like a pause for some a reset for others, or maybe to you, it's been a total paradigm shift. It's really important to check in with ourselves as time passes and life amid this pandemic continues to evolve. I've been asking listeners since March to tell us how you feel, how you're reacting to the pandemic, how you're reacting to the disruptions. We continue to ask that question as we saw these massive protests taking place in American streets right here in Detroit, uh, among many other cities, about police brutality against African Americans and systemic inequality. Tough questions being raised about the very foundation of American life and the very idea of liberty and equality. How do those things make you feel? And how are you reacting to what you're seeing? There's a book that first came out last September and was just released yesterday in paperback called Permission to Feel, and it feels especially relevant to our lives right now. The book's author is Dr. Mark Brackett, who is the founding director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence and a professor in the Child Studies Center at Yale University. I want to welcome Dr. Mark Brackett to Detroit Today. Great to have you here. Let's let's start with the title of this book, Permission to Feel. I think right yeah. now it's one of the subjects that's been more on my mind over the last several months than it has before. And I think it's on a lot of Americans' minds. You published it last year, but as I said in the open, this is incredibly relevant right now. What do you mean by permission to feel? Well, you know, when I was coming up with the title of my book, it was based on you know my own life experiences, both personal ones and like just running around the world trying to get people to talk about their feelings. And what I've noticed over and over again is that people are phobic around feelings. 
people don't want to tell you the truth. So let's just try it. If I say, hey, how are you feeling today to you? Mm-hmm. How, what are you going to say? I'm gonna make up. I'm gonna make up something. I'm gonna brush it off. I'm gonna be like, I'm fine. No worries at yeah. all. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's just fine, busy. You know that has changed. You know, over the last couple of months, now everybody's anxious and overwhelmed and angry, which is makes a lot of sense. But in general, you know, we answer very quickly and we just say, fine, okay. And I think it's layered because one, we don't really have vocabulary. Right, people aren't taught emotion vocabulary in school, really. And then the second is that when we share what we're really feeling, we have to believe that the person that we're sharing to actually cares and is going to listen, and maybe even offer us some support. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you talk about in the book is that we're not really raised to deal with these things. That it's not just the way that we're taught in school. It's the way that we're taught in our families to deal with feelings. And, and you spend a lot of time, in fact, talking especially about men and the ways that we're taught to suppress or ignore emotions, not to show that we actually are feeling things and not to make ourselves vulnerable in that way to other people. Well, yeah, I was, was pretty badly bullied. Um, I ended up getting a fifth-degree black belt in the martial arts, and now, you know, I have some skills. But back when I was a teenager, um, you know, I was just really, and I'm not like a tough guy. You know, my father always said, son, toughen up. you got to be a tough guy. And I say, you know, here I'm like a martial arts instructor, and I'm still not a tough guy. Hmm. I'm not even sure what that even means. And so we have these stereotypes, right, that I don't cry. Um, you know, when women are, you know, have strong emotions, I won't say the word, but you know what I'm saying. And those are all built in our biology. Like, that's, you know, we're human beings that have feelings. And everyone, right, has the right to experience and express all emotions. Um, but we have rules around this everywhere we go, from home to school to the workplace. Hmm. Um, so... Uh... The name of your book is is telling in the way that it implies that we need to be granted permission to feel, which says something not just about us, but also about the culture that we live in. And as you point out, whether we think those feelings will be valued or 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 valued or or, or validated, um, uh-huh. has COVID nineteen and the incredible stress and, in some cases, the trauma that people have experienced during all of this, has that changed our culture in any way? And is that change fundamental and permanent, or is it just about reaction to the pandemic itself? I think, you know, every crisis, you know, has an opportunity, they say. And, you know, in this area of emotional intelligence and emotional well-being, I think that this pandemic has really made people aware, you know, men, women, everyone. Um, but a lot of men, for example, who are not used to working at home, used to raising their kids, using, you know, I had one father say, you know, Mark, I, I, can't, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm a lawyer. I'm a father. I'm a teacher. I'm like the tech coordinator. I'm the cafeteria worker. <laughs> and he's like, I'm freaking out. Like, I can't handle all this. And I said, well, maybe you can reappraise it and say, holy cow, I'm like super talented. Um, 
But my point really is that I think many of us, including myself, by the way, you know, here I am like the director of a Center for Emotional Intelligence. I was prepared for this quarantine, and my mother-in-law is here. She was supposed to go home uh, to Panama in March, but because of what happened, she couldn't fly home. So we're all stuck in this house together. <laughs> and like I'll tell you, I've had feelings that I've never had before, um, and it's not easy to regulate them because yeah. you know we're not really trained uh, to. You know, anxiety is what it's about uncertainty, unpredictability. It feels like it's going to last forever. You know, a lot of us engage in catastrophic thinking. You know, because what's going to happen? It's never going to end. I don't know what to do about this. How much training do we really get in monitoring our unhelpful ways of regulating, and you know, shift it to more helpful ways? Uh, I'm talking with Dr. Mark Brackett, who is the author of Permission to Feel and the founding director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence and a professor in the Child Studies Center at Yale University. We're talking about our feelings right now, the way that we all feel because of the things that are going on around us. Think about the things that have happened just since March of this year, uh, the, the pandemic and all of the fear and disruption that it brought with us, all of the loss and the trauma that people are experiencing uh, because of it. I've been asking since then, how do you feel? I've been asking listeners, tell us, call us and tell us how you feel, how you're dealing with all of these things. How are you dealing with the emotional side of things, how are you dealing with the financial side of things? We want to continue that conversation here today and have you call and tell us, how are you feeling? How has your emotional well-being changed during this pandemic? Has it evolved since back in March? Are you maybe a more sensitive person? You feel more, uh, more connected in some ways to some people because of the things that have happened? Um, or are you somebody who is not sure how to feel, not sure how to indulge your feelings? Uh, is your anxiety through the roof and you're not sure what to do about it, not sure who to turn to or how to deal with uh, the way that you're feeling? Call and tell us not just how you're doing, but how you're feeling in this moment and how you're managing all of the things that are coming at us so fast right now in terms of change and disruption in our lives. As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will try to work you into the conversation um, we, we especially want to hear from folks who are maybe having a hard time with some of what is happening, not sure what to feel or how to react to those feelings. Uh, maybe we can uh, help sort that out and help find ways for you to lean into the emotions you have, uh, but not let them overwhelm you or your life. And again, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. Um, before we get to listeners, uh, Dr. Brackett, 
um, you you write that emotions drive attention, decision-making, quality of relationships, mental and physical health, performance in school and work and creativity. So it sounds like there are a lot of reasons we should want to get to know our emotions and be in touch with them. But there's still this uh, stigma about talking about mental health in particular. Do you see that changing over time? And do you think the pandemic has helped that as well, this idea of being able to say, I need help? I do. I think that the pandemic, the structural racism and inequities that have come to surface, you know, more so than ever before, have definitely shed light on you know, why we need to attend to help people feel and teach people strategies, understand trauma and how it affects the brain and our development. And so, you know, it's awful what has happened, but maybe, just maybe, I will take people's mental health seriously. And we'll see that attending to how people feel and teaching them the strategies to manage their feelings and creating context where people are, you know, relationship driven, uh, where, you know, people give other people the permission to feel, um, that's going to make a difference in children's healthy development and the adults who are raising and teaching them, by the way. Mm. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Gloria in the North End. Gloria, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephen. Hi. Um, I'm ambivalent um, about my feelings. I've been really anxious and fearful since um, Trump came into office. But the other side of it, besides all the fear and anxiety, I've, I've almost been glad, and along with the, the pandemic, I've, I've almost been glad that it has caused us to take things more seriously mm. um, of who we elect, um, how fragile a democracy is, how important it is that we pay attention to each other and and the civil unrest and black lives matter just is cause us to slow down and not just dash off to the next thing in our hurried lives and to just uh focus so it's it's that's the silver lining i guess but it really has been difficult for me um really for 4 years mm. but i'm very glad um, that I'm almost glad for the pandemic. I, I know it sounds <laughs> oh, no. strange. Right. No, I know what you're saying, though. And, and so do you, do you, you feel more engaged and you feel more responsive, I guess, to the things that are happening because of the pandemic, even though, even though the, the 2016 sort of took you out of, out of that space? I I wouldn't exactly say that. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm not expressing myself <laughs> as well as I should, but I just really think that um, we take so much for granted and in this country, mm-hmm. and I think that that we don't give ourselves permission to um, take things seriously. Yeah. That we're, we're just. 
I'm sorry, I'm out of That's okay. That's okay. Um, Gloria, I, I, I do appreciate the call and the and the sentiments, and I, I think I know what you're getting at there. Dr. Brackett, I'd love to hear you respond to what she was saying. Yeah, well, it's, you know, we don't live in isolation, uh, you know, of the systems, you know, that surround us. And that sounded like, I don't know what that sounded like, what I just said. But my point here is that, you know, kids are in homes and schools, they're in communities, they're in um, states, they're in, you know, the United States. And, you know, policies, you know, are either helpful or unhelpful to children's healthy development. And I think that we need to make sure that the people who are running our country understand how to develop um, and they develop, you know, through healthy relationships, mm-hmm. and they develop by nurturing the academic side, but also the social and emotional side. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Gloria, really appreciate the call and perspective. Uh, let's go to Dennis in Dearborn. Dennis, welcome to the Hi, program. Hi, good morning. Hi. Yeah, good all. I, I start off by just saying ditto to our last caller, so I don't have to say that again, but <laughs> a lot of that is right there. But I'm recently retired. I'm kind of an activist. Uh, I am definitely a workaholic, and now I'm gone to zero. And I, the the kind of reflection it just goes back to first year college and philosophy. What is the meaning of life? Uh, and it just it's like it's it's just playing the whole tape over and over again. And I I know uh, uh, when I talk about feelings. Um, I, I just, over the years, I've, I've had questioned myself, okay, feelings can tell you the truth. Your feelings can tell you falsehood. Your mind and your reason can tell you the truth. Your mind and your reason can tell you falsehoods. And you blend that all up together, and that becomes your action plan, your life plan. Hmm. And uh, I, I just find myself, wow, here, I'm in my mid-70s. I'm wondering... <laughs> Was it all worth it? Is that where I really wanted to go? Was that what it was all about? And and then, I mean, it, it's a absolute crazy decision. But right now, I said my Costco card goes because I I just don't want anything big now. I want it to be local. I want it to be people. I want it to be the neighborhood, and that that takes me back kind of to my basics. And uh, I I feel good about that. And I feel those feelings are telling me the truth that allow me to be Aristotelian and go back to Plato and just say, okay, what is the meaning? What's the purpose? Mm. Huh. Wow. Uh, Dennis, I really appreciate the call. And it sounds like this is something you have given a lot of thought to, not just uh, because of the pandemic, but but over a long period of time. Uh, Dr. Brackett, uh, talk about what Dennis is experiencing here. Yeah, I mean, that's a big one. <laughs> it is, it really is. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, because I care so much about kids developing into adults who have purpose and passion and product, you know, and are productive and, you know, achieve their vision, you know, I just, you know, I think, you know, what Dennis said is, you know, important. And, you know, that this goes and grows and, you know, for our whole lives. And, you know, we have feelings of babies, we have feelings as teenagers, and we have feelings when we get older. And so it just goes to the point that we want to support people in experiencing you know, the most pleasant emotions that they can for their entire lives, mm-hmm. because they lead to great things like making good decisions and having the best relationships and having good mental health. You know, and I just want to say you can achieve dreams 
even when you're retired, right? Mm-hmm. There's no there's no end to our creativity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dr. Mark Brackett, author of Permission to Feel and the founding director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence and professor in the Child Studies Center at Yale University. I know you have to run, but I really appreciate you being here with us on Detroit Today. I appreciate it, too. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue to hear from you about how you're feeling. Call and tell us how you're managing everything during the pandemic, during the protests and the questions about what kind of country we want to be. Are you hanging in there? Are you holding it together? Or are you really distressed and experiencing trauma? Call us, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter, put comments there, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Today on 1019 WDT, I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are deep into our summer of reading with the WDET Book Club, and you can now join us for one or all of our series of virtual WDET Book Club events. That is taking a deeper dive into the lasting impact of this year's pick, Invisible Man, by Ralph Ellison. This Thursday at 8 p.m. is our first Zoom meeting of the WDET Book Club. We are going to talk about the eviction that takes place in Invisible Man and how it reflects the controversy and issues that we have around home and home security Uh, the idea of people losing their homes here in Detroit. It should be a really, really interesting and great conversation. And you can register for it at WDET.org slash events. And if you haven't already, you really should join the WDET Book Club group on Facebook where we are having an ongoing conversation about Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison, but also all of the themes in that book that reflect forward to today. Uh, There are more than 500 people who are participating in the book club on Facebook. So if you really want to discuss those themes about Invisible Man or Invisible Man itself, it is a great place to do that. And again, WDET.org slash events, Thursday at 8 p.m., our first Zoom meeting of the WDET book club. Okay, we are talking about how people are feeling, how people are reacting to the things that are happening, all the disruption that's happening in our lives. And we want to hear from you about how you're doing that. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. Let's go to David in Royal Oak. David, welcome to the show. Hi, uh, how are you? Uh, and, and the answer to how I'm feeling, I'm feeling sort of under attack. Uh, there's like an information overload uh everywhere I go for information I I get like twenty different opinions. Mm. C D C says one thing, WHO says one thing, one website says another thing, and people when I go outside 
have read all of these opinions and I, I'm, I'm being, uh, you know, uh, lectured on what I'm doing wrong. I have asthma and I have to wear uh, a face mask, but mm. I'm being lectured with, you know, what people take as 100% right uh, 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 information mm. that I'm doing the wrong thing. Wow. Uh, so, David, you know, I mean, uh, one of the things I one of the I don't have a solution to the misinformation and the disinformation that's out there. There is a lot of it. And there are people, it seems, who are quite motivated to disseminate it and to influence things in, in an inappropriate way. But I will say to you that I think one of the approaches that, that, that I think is really important right now is giving yourself the permission to not know the answers, giving yourself permission to say, I, I, I want to take some time and I want to think about that and I want to read more about that before I make up my mind. And uh, we don't often give ourselves permission to do that. And I think we're also pretty stingy about giving other people the permission to do that. There are a lot of things going on right now. A lot of them are confusing. A lot of them are frightening. And some of them, as you point out, don't have easy answers. I will say, I think everybody should be wearing a mask when in public and especially indoors, interacting with people. I don't think there's very, there's very much question at all about the public health imperative of doing that. But you're right that we are under sort of attack and deluge from lots of information about things and we're not always sure what's right and what's not. And I think giving yourself the permission to not know, to take time to think and to read and then to make decisions is really important. David, I really appreciate your call. Okay, that's going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow for a conversation about um, actually, I'm not sure what we're doing tomorrow. It's not on my rundown here. Uh, <laughs> this is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.